When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. On the Gopher Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Golden Gopher Podcast. Brought to you by Schuler Shoes, where happy feet is happy life. Welcome to the Golden Gopher Podcast. I'm Justin Gard from KFAN Radio and the Gopher Radio Network. We talked to Coney Durr on the podcast this week. We'll hear from the senior in a moment, but I want to first thank you for finding us wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend, if you haven't, that we're here every single week. Would love if you leave a rating. Would love if you subscribe. It all helps out. We appreciate you guys finding us. We also appreciate the help of Schuler Shoes. They've been a longtime partner of Golden Gopher Athletics and the Golden Gopher Podcast, and it's boot season right now. Might not be any snow, but it's coming. Might not be super cold, but that's coming. And Schuler Shoes has a great selection of boots. You can check out that selection and find your location at SchulerShoes.com. One of the most interesting careers, I think that's fair to say, in Golden Gopher history. Coney Durr is the guest on the podcast this week. He's about to leave after six seasons here at the U. I think technically he's a redshirt senior. He's been here a really long time, and he's been through a lot from not playing a lot on defense to starting a bowl game to then getting hurt in that bowl game, coming back from injury, uh, battling back from that injury, then to become one of the best cornerbacks in the Big Ten to the point where, as we'll talk about, Teams didn't even try to throw at him, and this past weekend against Wisconsin is a great example of that. Not a lot of action Coney Durr's way as the Gophers beat the Badgers to bring back Paul Bunyan's axe. He's always been one of my favorites to chat with. He's been a great spokesperson for the program. I think you're going to enjoy this week's conversation on the Golden Gopher Podcast with senior cornerback from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Coney Durr. Coney, I just went back and watched my video from the final victory formation at Huntington Bank Stadium, Gophers-Badgers, from this past Saturday, because I I wanted to remember, I thought I remembered seeing number 16 get to the axe first. You were pretty close, looked like it was neck and neck with Philip Howard and maybe an offensive player, but take me through that moment uh, when Tanner takes the knee, you guys know where the axe is and you're on your way to go get it. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was crazy, man. It was an amazing feeling, you know, knowing we had locked up the game. So I kind of um, I kind of 
slid behind the sideline because you know that they you, the players only should go supposed to go past I think the twenty twenty five twenty yard line and that's where our sideline stopped. But I kind of snuck behind a, a group of people and kind of had a, a little head start. So I was I, it was my it was my goal to get to to the X first. Me and Phil had talked about it before that. I'll beat you there, and you know, say he'll beat me there. But you know, I ended up <laughs> ended up getting that first. So it was just an amazing time to you know have that experience with you know a guy that you've been I've been here with since you know we stepped foot on campus. It was you know one of the most amazing feelings. So it was just a great feeling, man. Compare it to 2018 when you guys did it at Camp Randall. I mean, you've you've had the feeling of winning it and then losing it and then getting it back and being your final game. I have to imagine that adds some extra significance. But you're one of a few Gophers here in the last 20 years that can talk about winning it twice. I mean, compare the two experiences. Um, I, I believe that that uh, the the one in Madison was definitely you know top tier, but just because you know we hadn't done it in so long, but. Honestly, uh, I couldn't I couldn't have 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 dreamed of it or you know put it any better for you know winning it at, at home and my mom and family been being there on senior night it was just you know like a storybook ending you know so like the only other way to go out would be a, you know like a national championship but definitely winning a rival game at home for your last game is is is, is top tier. Speaking of your mom, she found you on the field. What was that like? Mm-hmm. And because there's thousands of people on the field, it's crazy. I mean, I was down there. I'm, I'm trying to find people to talk to for the post game radio. I'm trying to stay safe because you know those field storms. You've been a, you've been a part of oh, a couple yeah. of them. They get kind of crazy pretty quickly. <laughs> so you find yeah. your mom, and what's that moment like? Oh uh, yeah, man. I'm I was trying to figure my way out through the crowd to you know try to get a little breathing space and look who it is. She was you know end up <laughs> finding me first. So yeah, I ran into her. Um, Luckily, we had a. It was a camera. One of our camera guys. He uh, he found us, and you know we were able to take a great picture and uh, it's an amazing picture. She posted on Twitter um, of us too, and it was you know it was just a, a a capturing moment where you know something that we'll never forget. You know you don't you don't forget things like that. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, the season this year for your defense, as we talk you know, kind of specifics, an, an unbelievable year defensively pretty much all year long. And maybe the biggest reason why you guys beat Wisconsin was the defensive performance. When did you kind of know, because you had some new players, right? I mean, you had some transfers. You had a, your transfers up front. You had Jack Gibbons come in. Obviously, last year defensively didn't go how anybody wanted it to at the beginning of the year. It got better as it went along. But when did you know mm-hmm. that, as a guy who's been part of good defenses going back to 2019, that this defense had a shot to do what it eventually ended up doing. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, coming into you know leaving out of last season, Coach Rossi preached of you know how we we kind of we kind of ended last season on a, on a high note. So we came into the off season with a you know with a with a with a goal in mind and you know re- ready to put our head down to work. Um, spring ball, we I, I feel like we we played we, we we did we put in a lot of work and I would say about you know about the middle of fall camp is when I actually realized I was like uh, we you know we were we were really special and I've been on a, a, a six defense in my my time here and from just the the um, the amount of depth we have and you know guys that can make plays and and do things like that I I, I knew it from the from the middle of fall camp I was like we have a special group here so. At that point, it was just about you know letting guys know you know we, we we have a chance to be very special, but 
you know, just keeping that, you know, that 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 underdog mentality, you know, out the gate because you know of the you know the seasons we had the the, the year past. So just coming out and you know just playing, we got a lot of guys that you know were counted out and a lot of guys that sat behind people. You know, we got guys that came in from different schools and. You know, they were just able to, you know, contribute, and, you know, we were able to play great defense. I want to talk to you about some of those guys, as well as, you know, some of your former teammates, too, towards the end. I did that with Chris Bell a couple of weeks ago and and got some good answers from him, and I expect the same from you, and I think I'm going to get it, uh, having talked to you Mm -hmm. a a time or two. But I'm curious, have you been able to kind of process your whole run here? I I think, I've said this earlier this season, I mean, I think quietly you've had Certainly one of the most interesting careers a golfer has ever had, but also one of the most productive in that you said it yourself. You've been a part of six defenses here at the U with different coaches and different players. And have you had time recently or ever to just kind of process all the different things that you went through on and off the field here at Minnesota? Um, Yeah, man. It's it's been – the crazy part is it's kind of been hitting me the past – the past few weeks, man, and it, it's it's definitely an eye opening thing. But yeah, like you said, man, I've been on six defenses, experienced two uh, two two head coaches. I had five different position group uh, coaches. So man, yeah, I've I've been through a lot, and you know, and, and seen a lot. And I honestly, you know, believe I'm it made it to you know the person I made me to the person I am today. Made a lot of plays, you know, at this level for you know for the program and. Just thankful, man, for the opportunity that I, you know, have been given over the past few years to continually, you know, display my skills and, you know, grow on and off the field. So it's just been an amazing, amazing ride, and I'm just, you know, happy, happy that I'll, you know, we'll be able to end it with a bowl game and, you know, a, a nice send off. You know, that's the plan. Part of the ride was coming here as a freshman, not really playing as a freshman until the Holiday Bowl when you needed to. And I've told you this, but people might not uh, might not know. I remember sitting with Jay Savell, the old defensive coordinator, old cornerbacks coach, on signing day when your class signed. And you, if I remember correctly, were kind of a day of – they didn't know if they were getting you until I think the morning of. And I remember him saying – this class got special once we got Coney Durr talking about the defense. He said that took us to a different level. So I'd heard your name there on that February afternoon. And then everything happens um, in 2016. Uh, you're not playing, but you have to play against Washington State. And then, of course, you get injured yeah. after playing really, really well. What was that yep. experience like You know, to kind of take us back to, to you know, being part of the team, practicing, obviously getting ready with a plan for when you were going to play, but being thrown into that <coughs> – crazy situation of playing a bowl game against a really explosive offense, getting your opportunity playing well, and then eventually getting hurt in that game. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, throughout that year, man, I faced, a, you know, a ton of challenges. First off, you got, you know, a, a, a kid that, you know, coming all the way up from Louisiana and coming to Minnesota, which, you know, is no no easy task for no one. Um, my experience, a few injuries, I got hurt in fall camp my freshman year. Um, so it kind of sidelined me, but I, I still kind of found a way on the field on special teams. So I kind of had a you know a little niche for that my freshman year. Then yep. you know we had the the situation with you know the the, the sexual assault situation that happened. Um, so I you know I was given an opportunity to you know come in and play, and you know honestly uh, it was you know it was it was it was a huge task that I had never played you know on defense, so to just to go play against the, you know, the, the top scoring and top, you know, passing offense in the nation was, was crazy. It was like, it was a huge challenge. And, you know, uh, Coach Alvell believed in me to, you know, to, to, to make plays in that game, which I did. And, 
it was it was real tough when I when I tore my ACL, man, because you know I had waited so long to actually play on defense and you know for it to end like that. But you know, God, God has a story for everyone. Everything happens for a reason. And honestly, you know, for for if that if that wasn't to happen, I wouldn't be here. And we, you know, we're able to experience you know what I we experienced we we talking about now with you know what happened this past weekend. So mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, man. And I'm just blessed to be you know. Where I am now. Were there times where it was tough to believe that everything happens for a reason? I mean, I've read what you said before about coming back oh, from yeah. that injury, and what what got you through that? Yeah, definitely, man. I went through, you know, went through a time of you know depression and anxiety, not knowing. You know, I came back, kind of came back of like six, seven months after, and you know, really wasn't feeling myself. You know, I had a new coaching staff. They kind of don't really. They don't really know what I can actually do, so it was just—it was a mix of emotions. But at the at the end of the day, I, I kind of just put my head down, man, and trusted the process and worked. Um, that's a big thing. I, you know, I kind of try to preach to the younger guys on our team that you know how poor, you know, you gonna face stuff, man. You can't just you know quit on things or that's, it's not working out here. So I'm gonna do this, man. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta ride it out, and that's what make people who they are. And, you know, those experiences are, are things that, you know, that, that take you to the next level and take your mental to the next level. When did you feel like you were back to being the player that you were before the injury? Um, I would say uh, when I was when I was back, I would say uh, I would say the – I believe that Fresno State game is when I kind of started back feeling myself. It was kind of the first game I got back to the groove of things, started playing a lot, then I started the Ohio State game, and, made a few plays in that game, and I just, you know, I haven't looked back since. So, yeah, I would say, you know, uh, the beginning of that 2018 season, um, first half, first quarter of that season was was pretty, you know, getting my feedback, uh, you know, feeling like myself. One of the things I've always appreciated about watching you is when it comes to, and I think Joe Rossi talked about this as well this past season, you know, your physicality, you're obviously, you know, one of the best tacklers on the team. And if it was your job to make the tackle, you were making it. But even just the little things, you know, when I'm on the field, and I'm not a great football mind, Coney, I say that to everybody. Half the time, I don't know what, what you guys are up to out there, right? I'm just watching the ball. But if it was your job to set the edge, if it was your job to fill a hole or fill a gap or whatever, it seemed like almost every time, I don't remember a time where you weren't doing your job, what you were supposed to do. So, did you always have that in you? Was that always a part of your game of just emphasizing the details? And certainly, you know, some corners don't like to come up and tackle. That's not part of what they do. They just want to cover. When did that become a part of your game, or was that something that you always had? Yeah, that's something I always value. Uh, going back into high school, I always value, you know, the little things, setting the edge, and, you know, doing doing things that, you know, other guys may not want to do and separate myself, trying to separate myself you know, doing those things. So, yeah, whatever's asking me, man, That's uh, I play the boundary corner, on, which is on our defense. You know, you, you're doing a lot. You're reading a lot. Um, you in the fit a lot. You, 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 you're taking on 6'4", 350-pound <laughs> old lineman, one play, then the next play you're guarding, a, you know, a, a speedy receiver. So it's kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades uh, position. And, you know, you just have to be, you know, have to be a, a dog to really play that position in you know, I'm just blessed that, you know, Coach Rossi and Coach Fleck gave me the opportunity to, you know, continue to play and, and you know, showcase what I can do there and, you know, uh, contribute to the team. And what was it like, especially like this last year, it seemed to me, and certainly the Wisconsin game, you know, teams didn't want to throw at you. 
So as a corner, I'm sure that's great, but I I also on on one hand you probably want to make plays. On the other, you don't want to get bored over there, and then all of a sudden someone gets behind you. But it was pretty clear yeah. that and it was no disrespect to anybody else. A lot of teams just didn't want to throw it your way. So what's the adjustment there from just making sure that you're ready on every play and doing your job and and knowing that maybe the action might not come to me here because they're going somewhere else? Yeah, it was definitely tough, man. Um, because you know. Just you know, just not not being targeted a lot uh, this season was was definitely something I had to kind of come to to to, to grips with. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of you know just still prepare every week, you know, and 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 I mean when the play comes your way, you got to make it. So yeah, it, it's definitely tough when you know you're not you know seeing as many targets as you know other guys, or you know your production might not be as much as it was in the past, but, you know, it, 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 I'm a team player, man. At the end of the day, as long as our defense is succeeding, you know, it, I got to do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? The accolades and stuff will come, whatever, you know, whatever that goes. But at the end of the day, is you know, what's best for your team and how, you know, what, what piece of the puzzle are you fit? We've already talked about Wisconsin this past week as well as back in 2018. As you look back on, on your career, what moments do you think you'll think about or what games will stand out to you as you look back and reflect, you know, 30 years down the line? Oh, uh, yeah, it'll definitely be. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have I, – I got a 1A and 1B. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to decide whether it's the Penn State game <laughs> or this Wisconsin game. I, I've been going back and forth with it, but the great thing about that Penn State game was I had about, I had about 20 family members there and my grandma that – just passed away uh, yep. a year ago. She was at that game, so it, it, that Penn State game was definitely one of the most memorable ones. But you know, like I said before earlier, um, telling you it was this past weekend, man. I don't think you know it, it, it's either it's any better way to to go out as far as you know with the senior night. And then they had it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of theatric stuff. I'm working a team for the Gophers. Uh, they put some stuff together for the fans. So it was just an all-around great experience. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because one thing I've noticed the last few years, really since that Penn State game, the crowds have been different. Not just that they've been bigger, but when they come, they're coming to make a difference, and they're, they're coming to be a part of it. And I felt that in Tampa for the Outback Bowl. I certainly felt it the last couple of Wisconsin games. Is that something, as a guy who was around for a long time and played in front of a lot of crowds, I mean, could you feel that same vibe that I'm feeling that the crowds really have oh, yeah. changed here the last few years? Yeah, definitely, man. When I came in, I would I would say, you know, it wasn't it wasn't where it is now. Um, and just over the past three years, uh, it's just been an amazing, amazing feeling. You know, getting the fans back in the stadium, you know, we had to kick off at Ohio State. They, they came out and supported um, this past weekend was, you know, it was it was it was real loud on third down. I was trying to get some of the calls, man. I I couldn't hear <laughs> like we couldn't hear each other. So, you know, when when you, when you when you experience things like that, when you know when you when the defense can't hear on the field, that's a good thing. We need the you know we need the the fans to keep making noise. It, it frustrates the offense because it's tough to, when you you playing in front of a tough environment. Um, those things, you know, like 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 going play in Iowa, man. They they they. We don't say it's a, a advantage they have, but it's definitely you know, it's definitely it's definitely a factor that plays into the game. So you know, when we get when we get people here, you know, at night at TCF or New Huntington Bank Stadium, you want it to be you know a a loud, loud environment, so you know, make it a tough place to play. So 
Um, I, I'm sure it'll get even, you know, more crazy over the next few years, but it's definitely a, a great aspect of, you know, playing football here. In our final couple of minutes, I want to ask you about some teammates, past and present. Uh, say whatever comes to your mind. It can be, uh, it can be a story. It can be a play. It can be just how they were off the field. You take it however you want to go. Uh, starting okay. with Antoine Winfield. <laughs> man, a ball player, man, a ball hawk, a guy that loves the game of football, man. He. He, I would say, man, that, that kid loves football and just has a knack for the ball. And, you know, he, he's always, you know, looking at, to make to make plays and, you know, help his teammates out. Me and him played on the same side uh, my past last two years. So, yeah, it was it was this amazing experience playing with him, man. He came in with him. He always worked. You know, he had that underdog mentality. came in not highly ranked and, you know, just showed out and showed what he, you know, what he could do and made those big-time plays. Boye Mafe. Boy, yeah, man, I would say he, he works his tail. I, I never really seen a guy that, you know, works as hard as Boye in the offseason. He's always in the in the facility when I come in there. Um, I'll go train at certain spots. Boye there, and I ain't even, you know, we didn't even plan it. So, man, he's just always in spots working out and getting better, man. He he values, you know, just his, his craft. I would, yeah, I would say that. And the weight room, he's a freak. He's a freak in the weight room. Rashad Bateman. Bateman, man, great player, uh, a guy that I went against every day, and you know I feel like made me the corner I am today. Um, we we competed. He he played a lot to my side. And, you know the, the the years he he was here, uh, I guarded him a lot, a lot, and that honestly, you know, made me better and just to you know up my game. And yeah, he's a guy that could you know create separation. He can do everything, and. I'm excited for him and his, you know, future NFL endeavors, and he's gonna make a lot of plays and play in the NFL for a long time. Muhammad Ibrahim. Mo, it, it, <laughs> Mo is Mo is man. He he's a he's a cat that I feel like uh, he's a uh, from from the outside from the outside looking in, you would look at him as a superstar, but. You know, inside out, like on the team, man, Moses is a guy that, you know, just loves his teammates. Uh, he, he, he never really, you know, flashy or nothing, or you wouldn't think, you know, he just ran for 200 yards and received this award. He's going to come in and be the most humble guy. And, you know, just always, he's always actually, more the type of guy that actually good, man. Like, he's just a guy that, you know, always, just, he cares about people. And, you know, he's a great person. I talk everything, every everything that you know, everything that you hear out of you know out of the program is true about him. Man, he's a great guy. He's always looking for you know to to make sure everyone's good. He's always looking to make sure everybody's good. When I talked to Crab about Mo, he said you know he lived with Mo because they came in together, and he said you know now Mo, I mean Mo hugs everybody. I'm down on the sideline. I mean Mo probably hands out about fifty hugs every single game. Crab said for yeah. the first six months Mo didn't talk to him. He said Mo didn't talk to anybody. I'm like, who is this guy? And then now, obviously, they're they're basically brothers. They're best friends. They're, they've been roommates and all of that. But was that a similar experience? I'm sure it's tough for, for kids to come in. You mentioned it already on this podcast that you come in and you're not really sure where you fit in and how you're going to go. But I just thought that was funny that, that Crab said the guy didn't talk to me for six months and now he's one of my best friends. Yeah, we definitely, you know, have a, a few guys that came in. And um, I would say a guy like Justice Harris came in, you know, kind of quiet and, you know, kind of stuck to himself. But you know, the more you get around guys, the more comfortable, you know, everybody, you know, grows up different and kind of, you know, have different personalities. So 
just to, you know, go around, go up around people. I mean, be around people for, you know, we around each other all the time. So right. as long as you be around people and, you know, just experience those guys and those guys begin to trust you and, you know, you get to build that brotherly bond, man. It, it's it's amazing to, you know, to, to see, you know, guys grow and how they, you know, how everything works. So it's just amazing to see guys, you know, be there for each other and, you know, just – just live, man, and you know, and enjoy each other. What should we know about Chris Ottman Bell? Crab, man, Crab is the ultimate competitor. That's what I would say, man. The ultimate competitor. He not, you know, he not the fastest guy, not the most, you know, not the most talked about guy. But I would say he's the one of the probably the top, you know, best competitors I ever been against, man. That guy competes his tail off every day, every practice, every game. It's, he's intense, man. He's intense, and he he does a lot of dirty work. You know, I'm sure you see him blocking and knocking, yep. you know, linebackers down and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, he's an ultimate competitor. Ultimate competitor. Lastly, Justin Wally. <laughs> Justin Wally, man, is one of my favorite, one of my favorite guys, and um, you know, Gopher fans. I'm sure you know y'all. Y'all, you guys are gonna be super, super, super. I'm sure y'all already super excited about him, but. Man, that kid is going to be amazing. He he loves to learn. Um, he loves to take his game to the next level. And, you know, he's a great person, man. And, you know, I just wish the best for him and his endeavors and, you know, his future with the Gophers. And, you know, it, it'll be fun to watch him in the next few years. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get him to stay here for four. But, <laughs> yeah, man, if he, keep, if he keep making, you know, doing what he's doing, you know, which I know he will. He came in early enrolled and, you know, when I – Honestly, when I first seen him work out, man, I was like, yeah, this kid's special. He, he has a tremendous work ethic, and, you know, he's a, the ultimate team player, man. No, no, he's, he's very selfless. He gives everything to the team. And, yeah, man, I was just excited, you know, to see what, what his future will take on, man. Last two and their coaches, Joe Rossi. What are you going to remember about Coach Rossi? Coach Rossi, man, I would say that uh, he, he's very – he's very – He's, a, he's he, I would say he's kind of like a quiet guy, but when he gets riled up, man, he gets riled up. And when, and when guys guys know know when when it's time to you know really get down to the get down. So Coach Rossi, he does a great job of motivating us every weekend. You know, he he approaches every game like uh, just the way we prepare, man. It, it, he leaves no stone unturned, man. And, and I, I definitely appreciate that and, you know, how he's allowed us to, you know, prepare and just, just keep on, you know, just working, man. He's just all about the work and, you know, preparation and, you know, going out on the field and having fun. And that's one thing I'll, you know, remember about that guy. What about PJ, Coach Fleck? Coach Fleck, man, uh, he's been a, a long rival, Coach Fleck, man. And, you know, I definitely appreciate the opportunity he gave me to, you know, uh, compete here, come coming in, and you know him not knowing me and stuff like that. But Coach Fleck, man, is a, a guy that definitely motivates us and you know gives us the opportunity to take things to the next level, um, and 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 really preaches to us and, and you know teaches how how to be young men and 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 grow up and and just kind of relate things to the the football world to the real world and show us how things you know really are. Like he talks about all the time, blocking out the outside noise and just stuff like that, man. There's so much stuff that, you know, I'll be able to take on in life that I've learned in this program, you know, that'll allow me to, you know, teach my son and 
stuff like that. It'll just be, you know, it's just, it's just so much stuff. Um, and that's why I call it a life program, man. You learn so much more than just football. Last couple things for you, Coney. You mentioned uh, you know, the the life part of the program, and over the last couple of years, you've really become a, a good spokesperson for the program. You're obviously front and center with the Here program, which has meant a lot since last summer to this team, to this program that I know continues to this day. When did you feel? I kind of asked you about when you felt back in terms of playing. When did you feel comfortable enough that you know to put yourself out there as a team spokesperson, as someone that wants to lead the rest of the guys? I mean, is that something that's always come naturally to you? Because from the outside perspective, I mean, I I know how other guys on the team talk about you. I know how other coaches talk about you, and it's with unbelievable respect and reverence. And I'm curious when you started to feel that that this can be part of my role here as well. Um, yeah, I pretty I'm a pretty I, I would say I'm a pretty laid back, quiet guy, but you know, I kinda start taking on, on that role, I would say the uh kinda after a lot of my class went left, um, we when we had Carter because I kinda took a step back and, you know, was more focused on, you know, making sure I was, you know, ready for making sure I was prepared to, you know, contribute to the team and, you know, and do what I gotta do. But, you know, once I came back, you know, for a fifth year and Ultimately, a sixth year, I knew I had to, you know, be a leader on the team, and you know, just just show guys by example of how to how to go go about doing things, how to practice, you know, how to approach, you know, preparing for a game, and just taking on that role and that big brother role of guys and, and the guys in the DB room and on the defense. And, you know, it's been amazing, man. And I, you know, I tell guys all the time, like I said earlier, um, you know, trust the process, man. You're gonna face a lot of tough times and. I've been through a lot. You know, if you need anything, man, let me know. You can always call me. I'm here for you. So I just, you know, try to let guys know that I'm here for you. You know, guys come talk to me all the time if they need something. You know, I'm you know, willing to, you know, do anything for them. And I love my guys. Lastly, you mentioned kind of the future. Um, you've got the bowl game to, to play, as you mentioned. And then what's next? I mean, how does it work for, you know, getting ready for the next level and, 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 and moving on after that? Yeah, man. So, um, been preparing. You know, we're, we're getting ready for this bowl game coming up. But you know, after the season, I'll you know hang up my cleats here and you know ultimately train for the the NFL and you know the the, the pro day combine things like that. And you know, let you know let God you know be the be the decision maker of what you know what my life will take me next. But definitely have NFL aspirations and you know just gonna put in that work to put myself in the best position possible to you know be in and you know i'm just excited for the future and you know real 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 anxious to get it started man appreciate coney taking the time and how cool is it he's got one more game left with the university of minnesota and as he said uh it'll be someplace warm we're thinking maybe nashville we're thinking maybe vegas we're thinking maybe phoenix uh, but we know it's going to be a nice destination against a good opponent and you always feel better when number 16's on the field what a great career he has had honorable mention all big 10 two years in a row 2019 and 2020 academic all big 10 a couple of times as well just been a great player just been a great person on and off the field and um, your program's better when you have people like coney dur around and what a career he had spanning all the the way back to 2016 uh pretty remarkable when you think about it all the things he has seen 
and all the things he has done. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to the Golden Gopher Podcast. I want to thank Schuler Shoes as well. Remind you, go to ShulerShoes.com. Check out their boot selection as we gear up for this winter, which you know at some point will be here. ShulerShoes.com to check out the selection and find your location. Tell a friend if you haven't. Leave a rating if you haven't. Subscribe if you haven't. And we appreciate it all. The Gopher Football Bowl announcement will take place on this coming Sunday. I believe that's uh, December 5th. And don't forget, Gopher Volleyball also has NCAA tournament action this weekend at the PAV. They host South Dakota on Friday night. You can get ticket information at gophersports.com. Thanks, everybody. Hope you're having a great week. And thanks, as always, for listening to the Golden Gopher Podcast. The Golden Gopher Podcast has been brought to you by Schuler Shoes, where comfort and style are always in step. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Gopher Sports Network.